Hello, this is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we help you elevate your grappling, and together we keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for uh, listening and watching, either on our YouTube channel. We're also on Twitch also, and then uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, we're there, right? Um, even some obscure thing. I think we're even like on Audible and all that. So uh, for those of you who listen to audiobooks, um, our podcast is on there too. So uh, in between books, you can listen to it. <laughs> um, today, I actually have some video uh, things to show. Um, so uh, I'll just describe them to you when, when, when I show them. Uh, they're super short, super short clips. Um, but yeah, we have a really cool um, show because it, it's like catch, learn, learning catch wrestling is like one thing. Um, but then you can see how you can use it in other things because I think quite often... Um, at least in combat sports, or at least people online, it's like they want to try to see how useful catch wrestling can be in MMA, which, you know, we've already seen that wrestling, just just re amateur wrestling is one of the best forms um, of, uh, like, one of the best styles you can learn for MMA. Um, so anyway, I think that that is kind of, like, uh, already known and established. Uh, so I think that's why I like... Uh, to show like how you, how catch wrestling kind of blends into even sumo wrestling and whatnot, uh, but also something that I'm also an expert at is um, is Chinese kickboxing or sanda. So uh, just to let you know my background, I'm not just a fan of sanda. I'm a two-time U.S. Uh, champion of sanda, so two-time U.S. national champion. I trained in sanda in um, in Beijing, China, at the uh, sports university there. Beijing University of Physical Education. I trained with uh, one of the best uh, coaches, one of the guys who was like the founder of the uh, the sport of Sanda. So it, what it is is like kickboxing first and foremost, uh, but it has more of a wrestling background or more of a wrestling element to it than Muay Thai. Or, or I think Muay Thai is probably the closest that I can think of that has some kind of like say like some takedowns and stuff. Uh, Muay Thai, they call them like like dumps, or you can like you know some trips and stuff like that. But um, Sanda is definitely more sophisticated in the types of takedowns and stuff that they employ. And so uh, you'll kind of see in some of the clips here. So for those of you who are watching the 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 live stream, so either on Twitch or um, or YouTube. Uh, you'll be able to see some of these clips. For those of you who are only listening, I'll just describe them because I mean, there's some. There's actually a really cool, um, like a suplex that I'll show you, and all that. So, uh, why are we talking about Sanda right now, though? Is because right now, as we speak, uh, it's not over yet, but it's like a week-long World Junior Wushu Championship. So, it's the the world competition, but it's for the juniors. So basically, it's like the under 18, so the teens, basically, but uh, they're calling them, you know, boys and girls and whatnot, um, uh, but I think they're all, like, teenagers. Anyway, they're not, like, tiny little kids, right? Um, um, so, anyway, so they're definitely old enough to show some really great technique, and, um, but, so I want to kind of show you some of the grappling stuff, or at least some of the takedowns and stuff that you can see that are, um, like kind of transferable and this is one of the things that i think people don't quite understand because quite often um 
like say when I teach, because at UCLA I teach both Sanda and catch wrestling, so they're two different classes, right? But quite often um, I can show the same takedown, right? Because uh, in, in both classes, because uh, they're actually used in both styles. So, and this is one of the things that attracted me to catch wrestling um, because of the Sanda background that I have. Uh, this seemed like catch wrestling seemed to just uh, like blend seamlessly right into what I what I did or what I was doing and so that's why um, I want to show you that that uh, how well these blend together so um, and quite often it's like the same exact takedown uh, but say like in catch wrestling you'd want to definitely follow up with going for that pin staying on top of them but in Sanda the, the main difference would be like once you get the takedown then you have to stand back up and continue to to strike all right so let's go and show actually i just have two clips here so let's see i think this is the one let me see here. the trouble here is and feels so difficult to counter Fatih muhammad techniques here Great. All right. Yeah, that was exactly the one I wanted to show where it's like you see, oh, darn, I forgot what country the boy was from. But um, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, what, what we're seeing is actually a technique that we you've seen that I've even highlighted in sumo. Uh, they've done it a few times in sumo where uh, you'll have the person kind of underneath them. They'll trap the elbows. And uh, in this case, in the Sanda case, which is really cool, really spectacular, um, the the boy was able to like arch the back so get that suplex action going and then once the opponent started uh, falling over then you kind of hip heist it so you turn your torso downwards and you land on top of them right so um, this is stuff that like totally like is in both right Sanda and catch wrestling so it just it's like a perfect example about like how you can like say for people who want to learn about different things besides just MMA or how how um, catch wrestling can apply in MMA uh, it can you know like you can do it in Sanda as well there's world competition in Sanda too so depending on whatever country you're in you know it'd be great to build it up in the United back in the United States like we have like the tiniest team um, I'm not even sure who coaches it nowadays um, so I think they're based out of Arizona now, but um, you know, hopefully we can kind of build that up again. So let me show you another example. I think quite often this is commonly more commonly known as like a headlock throw or a hip throw, uh, or in England you might call it a cross buttocks. So let's go and show you the next one here. So that was like perfectly done in by the Korean boy. Um, like, I just go ahead and watch it one more time because it's like we'll describe it after. Alright, so you saw how it's like they start um, they getting they start using their boxing right? they get closer to each other, and then once they tie up, it just it, all it is is timing really and then you can set up 
your cross buttocks throw. Uh, I think it was one that we showed recently. Um, or we have definitely have a video on it somewhere. You know, you definitely learn about it in our uh, CWA Academy. It's definitely one of the fundamental moves. So uh, kind of showing some of these that are like, that are like kind of part of quintessential catch wrestling. So you can see how like there's just so much like overlap. And again, there are two different styles, right? It's not like, you know, some people try to say, oh, it's all grappling, but um, it's, there's, the thing is like kick kung fu and all that, like it's been around for, for the longest time. Um, so the, it's, that's why you'll have a lot of grappling stuff in it. And so then when they uh, wanted to develop the sport of Sanda, uh, they wanted, they, they couldn't, neglect the grappling aspect because a lot of traditional kung fu styles have some form of grappling in it so of course they're gonna have the striking stuff because like a lot of people think of um like striking when you think of kung fu and stuff and so a lot of styles of course because they're not pure like ground stuff pure wrestling stuff or pure striking stuff so they'll have each traditional kung fu style will have kind of like a blend of say like joint locks, or a lot of times it's wrist locks, uh, a lot of takedowns, a lot of kind of like stand-up grappling to get a takedown, uh, and of course, striking, right? So um, uh, that's why in the sport Sanda that they developed, it is a mix of kickboxing and a lot more grappling. So you can lift someone up, uh, suplex them, you can lift someone up and slam them down, uh, in world competition, they're, they they compete on a uh, platform. They call it a leitai, and it, you can throw someone off of that. It's padded all around, so it's you know it's safe. It's like, actually that's like the the criticism that I have of sumo wrestling, where uh, they have they're uh, they compete on a clay uh, platform, but there's no padding around it. It's like I don't mind the clay platform, but they should really. Um, you know, pad the surrounding better, I think, uh, because you, you're getting all these needless uh, injuries to the sumo wrestlers, and, you know, they're they're competing at a really high level, and, you know, if they fall off the platform, I've seen it many times where someone really, they don't, they're not really taking too much injury during the match, but that, what was it, like maybe two and a half, three foot fall, and it's like if they don't land on their foot just right, then it tweaks their knee and all that, so... Um, at least in Sanda, the Leitai, everything's padded, right? So if you, if you get thrown off the, the stage, the platform, uh, you'll, you won't, you won't get messed up too bad. It's all, it's all, um, cushioned, right? So, uh, hopefully these, uh, videos that I showed kind of give a good example of that. And the, and so, uh, right now the competition is still going on. Unfortunately, I think from what I, what I've seen, I think the, United States practitioners uh, were already knocked out. I think, um, I, I, and I, I don't know how many weight divisions we have right now, or um, if we've filled up all the weight divisions, but at least the two Americans, one was a boy, one was a girl, um, they were knocked out. Like in the in, in the first match that I saw, uh, someone from the United States, like they were beaten. Um, so hopefully uh, if you're listening from another country, uh, you know, hopefully your your people are still in there. Um, it looks like I see Vietnam a lot. They're doing really well. Uh, definitely a lot of 
I think Egypt is doing really well. Uh, of course, China and stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's. I think it's some another sport you can get excited about because you can see the grappling aspect in it. All right. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and we got a couple questions. So let's go ahead and and answer them. So Lachowski, uh, did you ever train any styles of traditional kung fu? Just out of curiosity. Yes, I've trained in several. Um, so I was always interested in um, a lot of the traditional uh, kung fu stuff, and uh, but plus I think I, I got first in, into the sport stuff, so the sanda stuff, so the the fighting, the kickboxing stuff. Um, but at the same time, uh, I was learning a lot of traditional stuff, and here in uh, LA, I was able to find a really great uh, instructor who um, knew a lot of like the the fighting aspects, a lot of the joint lock stuff, um, but in like a very realistic way. So I learned several styles of of even Tai Chi, several styles of um, kind of like these other kind of um, traditional styles, where but aren't considered like meditative. So like med. Uh, like Tai Chi and other kind of meditative styles are all about like, uh, you know, paying attention to your breath, maybe doing things a little bit more slow. Um, and so that way it becomes meditative, right? So you can uh, kind of like uh, zone out and and all the movements are still uh, like fighting movements. And uh, so they're still, they can still be uh, like applicable in fighting even catch wrestling and mma or whatever so um i, I think instead so with so i was thinking about kung fu right, since i got a question about kung fu there was an article it was a few years ago but it's, it was by the un so the united nations so i think people have to kind of know about this because like i think in every sport you know like that's why people talk about like mcdojos and this and that so it's like in every sport you'll have the people who are maybe just claiming to know stuff and they, they don't quite know, but what you've seen in China is that, like, there are a lot of people who claim to be, like, masters of uh, specific kung fu styles, but what the UN, the United Nations, uh, found in, in researching this, they found, specifically for Tai Chi, is that, like, at only the tiniest percentage of Tai Chi that's practiced around the world is, like, quote-unquote, authentic or legit. So that what that means is that the they say like the instructor they know like not only the forms or whatever like the movements, but they also know like the ins and outs like the fighting applications and how to like really like use it for self defense right. And so the vast majority, according to like so it's not just my opinion right. So even I'm just uh, citing the research. Um, yeah, the vast majority is like like just like someone who maybe learned some kind of mainstream sequence of moves and then they're, they're teaching. Um, so that's unfortunate, but you'll see it in all kinds of styles, you know, including catch wrestling and you see it a lot. And, and, uh, but you, I think even for those of you who follow martial arts a lot, you'll see it a lot in China where it's like, you had like one guy um, who was like, has an MMA background and he was like challenging all the, the, like the masters, quote unquote. But one good thing that happened from that is that uh, I believe the the government. I don't think they made a law, right? But they just kind of like 
did a declaration where it's like you can't like people can't like easily just like some kind of thing where it's like you can't just call yourself a master um or you can't proclaim that without like uh maybe like having some more kind of like credentials or something like that so uh there it it did kind of create some good out of that or like maybe there's more of a certification stuff um yeah all right so let's get to the next question uh kazaya right so hopefully i'm pronouncing your names correctly but um wouldn't it be better if sanda had mma gloves um yes and no i mean you you're still able to do some of the you're still able to do like all the the, the throws and stuff uh and i think kind of like one of the things that i found is like by uh doing some like the grappling with these big boxing gloves on uh, i think it helps you get like better at using your grip right so it's not just so gripping is not just like your your hand grip right like you're clamping around right but um it can be using basically kind of gripping from like the tip of your finger all the way down to like the mid forearm so you get you really wrap around the person you really get used to getting like a really strong overhook because you can't just like grab around their their forearm or even ab above the elbow um so i mean it, it i guess maybe has its pluses and minuses or whatever but um i think there there could be some good that you can get from that and also because it's not mma and you don't uh, continue onto the ground and they don't have uh, the joint locks, so even like you can't do like a standing arm bar or whatever. Um, so you don't quite need the the fingers exposed. So I guess since right now that um, it is like a striking art, so they'll still keep it um, with boxing gloves. But you know, with that being said, uh, you know what, what you'll see, like you kind of see a version of Zonda with MMA gloves. It's MMA, like in in uh, in one championship. Um, actually, just this past weekend, there were four matches that I can that I could identify that had like Sanda practitioners, um, and it was so like one championship had two events this past weekend, and so one was like on well, Amazon Prime, and so that one had two fighters. Uh, one was like the the Edward. Folayang, he was a MMA champion. He was a Sanda champion before that uh, from the Philippines. Um, unfortunately, he got what, knocked out or TKO'd or whatever. Um, he's doing pretty well up until then. And then you had a woman um, who just narrowly lost a split decision. Uh, I think really she should have won because I think she's just being too timid or too respectful to the other person because that's I think that's why she lost the split decision because. I think if she was just like even what like five percent more uh like aggressive then i think that's all it would have would have taken to to have like the extra judge uh, give it in her favor um because no one ever no one got dominated and um in that match it was like the her name was uh lean uh Hachin. um so she i believe was a sanda champion from china and then the next day uh, we had two more um sound practitioners so both were from china uh one man uh hu yong uh, he got a knockout uh he knocked out his opponent i, for, oh, I forgot 
where they were from. But um, yeah, he got a knockout pretty like pretty quickly. And yeah, so speaking of like you have like the night where you have like a uh, the woman not being as aggressive. Then the very next night you had uh, a man Hu Yong and then a woman uh, Meng Bo both being very aggressive. And so they both won their fight. Uh, the other thing, Meng Bo is um, kind of kind of famous. Uh, she used to be a little bit more famous because uh, in the UFC you have Zhang Wei Li who um, was undefeated for a while. So at that time um, she had only lost to this woman Meng Bo. So at that time that was like uh, Meng Bo's claim to fame, like the only woman who, to ever get a win in MMA over Zhang Wei Li. But uh, yeah, Meng Bo and the man Hu Yong. Um, both sound the backgrounds and they both were aggressive so they're really uh like putting a lot of pressure on their opponents and yeah they both got uh the knockout and the the mungbo one was like super fast uh, she just dropped her opponent and just, like stayed on top of her and just like uh, ground and pounded her out um so and then yeah the hu young one they're, they're both really cool i don't know if you go to their um if you go to the one championship uh, even like their social media page, like they'll have like short clips of of the finishes. So you see uh, Meng Bo just drop the her opponent and then uh, back her up against the the cage and just like ground and pound her out. Uh, and then you see uh, Hu Yong just like a, I think it was like an overhand right. He just dropped the guy, I believe. Um, so yeah, I think I think that that was the thing. So it's like the you can kind kind of see Samba with the. MMA gloves, um, but yeah, it would be more an MMA. Um, yeah, it might, might be good to see uh, see if we ever uh, can talk talk to them, right, and get their opinion about the the grips, right, because um, they're able to um, still. I believe uh, some of them have gotten like like submission finishes and stuff. Uh, so we'll actually see Zhang Wei Li. Uh, she got a submission finish over like a wrestler, Carlos Barza, recently. Um, uh, she she got like a, a choke. She choked her out and stuff. So I mean, um, and she was still able to kind of hang on to Carla while keeping her underneath her. And then um, she was able to transfer that and turn it into a crucifix, and then end up uh, in a choke position. So uh, you know, maybe all that time and boxing gloves, you know, can help her with or helped it who knows <laughs> but that's just kind of my opinion I, I do feel like it kind of helps uh like spending all that time you know doing sound uh having to grab onto the person wearing these big like cushions right uh kind of helps you to use your whole body in that that like getting an overhook or getting that headlock throw you got to use like that whole body get used to using your whole forearm uh you know it's like i said like grabbing them from the tip of your finger to your arm to your whole forearm really pulling them to your body and so trying to get them to move uh, the way you need them to um i think that's at least what doing sound that kind of taught me um but you know we'll see maybe it might be different for everybody but you know we'll see if the if the like like rules change for sonda um yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything if they're gonna, trying to grow the sport or whatever, but at least in the United States, it's not too well-known. It was more well-known when I was competing in it, but then it just uh, seemed to just like fall off a cliff. So that's the, the unfortunate thing because it is definitely a, 
an exciting sport and even one championship had to organize or like recognize that it was like one of the most effective styles for MMA. So it was like the top four were, were according to one championship, right? And there's like a like maybe two or three years. I think it's yeah maybe three years ago they came out with this this uh, their their article about it. And so the top four styles again were uh, wrestling, sanda, uh, muay thai, and jujitsu. Right? Those, those are the ones that uh, I think based according to. Um, like all their fighters and whatnot like who were the winningest and it was like the people with the you know the wrestling sanda muay thai and jiu-jitsu backgrounds right so and, and i do feel like maybe they're a little biased for uh muay thai or whatever not saying that muay thai isn't great I, I enjoy i enjoy like all kickboxing really but um uh like i know that the ceo guys like Thai and like he really loves Muay Thai and all that and so um, that's why they have like Muay, Muay Thai um, rules matches and in those they use uh, MMA gloves which are is really cool to see um, so I like what they're doing there hopefully they can like start adding Sanda rules matches and I'm sure then they were just like what they do with Muay Thai they'll they have the MMA gloves so that would be cool. Um, so everyone, right, right, you know, right, like email them, uh, requesting Sanda, and have them request uh, catch wrestling. I think they um, they'd be open to maybe having some catch. Well, no, maybe not catch wrestling rules matches, but having people who do catch wrestling um, in their grappling or the submission grappling um, division now. Because right now they're doing something pretty interesting. They're having some really famous uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners go up against uh, a lot of Russians. So so far, what I've seen is like they have these sambo practitioners, or at least people they're claiming are like high-level sambo practitioners going up against um, high-level jiu-jitsu practitioners, and uh, they've all gotten beat. So they've all gotten submitted, at least. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they all got submitted, or they they. They still got beat because they were like, like not able to, uh, like, get any submission attempts on the other on the jujitsu practitioner. So um, that'd be pretty cool if they start getting some, like, so like getting some of us in there, or um, you know, so maybe write another letter to to what Chatri, the CEO of One Championship. Kazaya, uh, yeah, maybe the boxing gloves do help. Yeah, I guess at least at least it gives you a different dimension. So it's almost like a uh, handicapping yourself. They say like you know, so you can kind of really make the most out of getting that grip. So like by kind of like by putting the boxing gloves like like putting on these giant pillows, right? So then then trying to uh, get a hold of of the person, um, you know. So um, yeah, it can at least add a different dimension to it. All right, so keep on asking your questions, making your comments. We do have um, on the Catch Wrestling Alliance website, we do have a course for Sanda and Catch Wrestling. So, um, so basically, it's kind of what I'm talking about right now, where it's like uh, in that course, I show that there's a lot of similar takedowns that are in Catch Wrestling and in Sanda. 
and I show you how to get these takedowns in a striking situation. So it would be like a either MMA situation or you can kind of use them in Muay Thai. Sometimes they'll they'll complain. Um, or um, you know, of course, if you do Sanda, right? So if you're in the United States, I'd recommend getting the the course and then learning and then trying to promote Sanda or at least trying to build it up so that we can uh, have like a good team in, inter in international competition. That'd be great. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to see because like, you know, we have you know um, people from the United States in all kinds of sports, but uh, this, for some reason this one's neglected. And even for uh, like kung fu stuff, so the way they divide it, so over the umbrella term is called wushu. So it's like uh, martial arts. That's what it literally means in Chinese. And so then they have the forms half, and then they have the fighting half. So the fighting half is called samba, and then the the form stuff is called taolu. And so in the United States, the form stuff is actually really popular. If you go to say like UCLA or all these all these uh, universities, uh, a lot of them have like the forms teams, right? They have forms training, but then they most likely will not have any of the fighting or the Sanda training. Um, so it's like that, that side is like alive and well in the United States. Uh, but we've got to have some brave souls who are willing to maybe do the, the kickboxing stuff, you know, so, uh, because yeah, it's full contact, so you can get knocked out. Um, but you know, it's like, I don't know, um, it's fun to me. So it's like really kind of like in catch wrestling, uh, I see catch wrestling and Sanda like as like a puzzle, right? So, uh, you gotta figure out, you know, how maybe not to get hit, you know, or how to dodge. Like, the, I don't know if it was in one of the short clips that I showed where, uh, there was one boy who's competing right now, uh, who's really good at like, um, like getting the opponent to throw that cross and then it's and he's he's really good at level changing and then he goes in for the the double leg and then he lifts the person up and slams them um you know it's like it's all a puzzle you know like faking someone out to yeah make them throw the punch and then you level change you're not even there and you grab hold of them so it, it it's a fun style it's really exciting uh, and of course different from muay thai or taekwondo or these other styles um, but I think still, you know, fun and, you know, hopefully we can build it up because yeah, the, the other half, like the, the forms half, th that's also, I guess, exciting. You know, they have like swords and spears and all these things. And, uh, um, so it's fun to watch cause it's like, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if you, in gymnastics, how they do like that floor routine where it's like the woman like does all these flips, like, and, you know, they try to make it a, as exciting as possible and, um, you know, showing the skill and whatnot. So, uh, a lot of these these wushu forms are kind of like that. They'll they'll do you know a lot of tumbling and flips and jumps and all that stuff. Very difficult and whatnot. And uh, but yeah, it's like uh, what uh, they get like a score from the judges. And so in Sanda, you can get of course there's a point system, but I mean like, if you can get a knockout, you know at the at the adult stage if you get a knockout, like you don't leave it to the judges. Or if you can just throw the person around a lot. I think there's also, um, uh, yeah, if you if you throw them off the stage, uh, I believe it's like three times. It's like you win because it's like they keep they can't even uh, stay on the stage. So it's like they just call it almost like a like a tech fall or something like that, where it's like you just 
you just showed so much dominance they can't even stay on the stage with you uh so it's fun it's fun yeah so feel free to ask any more questions i uh, just know that on our on our um on our website we have a catch wrestling and sonda course so you can kind of find out a lot of like the main like ways you can combine catch wrestling into uh sound the situation or a mma situation uh, because it works and like you know i think it would make mma a little more interesting or more exciting because uh, like right now i think especially like in ufc uh, you'll see kind of like these guys uh doing like mma like they're doing like a little bit of jujitsu a little bit of wrestling a little bit of boxing or muay thai and then uh but then like seeing who's the best at that right so it's more surface level stuff um and then seeing who's the best at it or who's the most athletic um and so if we can get people uh, integrating some of the like a wider variety of techniques uh i think it can become more exciting i mean i'm sure people are really excited by it but i've gotten kind of uh, bored of especially watching ufc it seems like at least in my opinion a lot of uh people kind of fighting the same style and then who's ever whoever kind of holds out or like doesn't get knocked out or maybe is a little bit more athletic or whatever can kind of edge out get get the win i think sometimes that's why i enjoy watching like the one championship stuff because you are getting people who are specialists like at sanda or even specialists at muay thai or these other styles and um so you're seeing maybe a little bit of a wider variety of techniques being used in an mma situation uh, so i think that just tends to be a little more interesting to me personally uh, you can like whatever you want you can watch whatever you want but that's just my opinion all right so uh if you want to learn catch wrestling feel free to become a student on our channel or you can come train with us in los angeles you can also train with my really good buddy in uh, south carolina john strickland and you can look him up on facebook at, at american hook wrestling um so if you're not near either one of us yeah feel free to join our online channel our our online academy on our on our website catchwrestlingalliance.com uh, you can feel free to support our our mission here at keeping real wrestling alive uh, by becoming a member of our YouTube channel um, that you can just click under any of the videos or whatever and it should say join uh, you can support us at any level uh, and we offer like cool videos um, and it, we actually did a speaking of wrist locks and stuff um, uh, I uploaded a video for members only on our um, on our YouTube membership uh, site where um, uh, it, it is a wrist lock that you know, I used a lot in not only uh, catch wrestling, but even in jujitsu. Um, I use that. I still use it. So it's, um, I'm, I'm doing jujitsu like all the time. Uh, so, you know, I train several days a week, um, not only in catch wrestling, but yet yeah, mostly jujitsu stuff. Um, so a lot of the stuff I show you really works and, you know, I use it all the time, but a lot of times it's like, um, uh, you just have to understand the move and then you'll be able to employ it so you can get a you can have a wider variety or wider repertoire of techniques and you'll be able to use them and they won't seem so like 
uh, strange or uh, like low percentage because once you know a technique really well uh, and you you're practicing it, you're drilling, you're tr you're trying it on all kinds of people, then it becomes uh, more of a higher percentage move. So um, you know that's kind of what it's all about, like putting the time in and the drilling and stuff. So uh, put a, a wrist lock uh, a video on our membership thing, and so like to access it, you I guess you do like the middle tier. Um, and so, yeah, so, but besides that, we have like a bunch of cool other videos and stuff, like one of a, like a seminar we did at the home of Frank Gotch, where he used to train in the park and stuff. So, um, there's, there are tons of things up there. So we try to just keep putting stuff up there, um, alternate endings, right? So maybe on our main channel, we show like a technique and a way to finish the move. Then, uh, there's usually several ways to finish a move. And so then maybe we'll show like a different ending and stuff. Um, so yeah, all that stuff's up there and all that stuff, you know, really goes to, uh, you know, so like we had our event, um, was it a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago now. Um, so all just so you know, like all that stuff goes to that, you know, like having events and, uh, cause all, you know, you have to pay for all these different little things, these different expenses and stuff. So, uh, it goes to all that. So every little cent really helps. So I appreciate any of it. All right. Um. Yeah, so uh, we'll just be back next week, hopefully, with another uh, podcast, live stream, and feel free to keep asking your questions, and hopefully all this helps you to elevate your grappling, and then together we keep real wrestling alive.